Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Welcome to Jurassic Views, Zaya Quina, Bryce Diamond, back to the OGs here uh, on the podcast after a fun podca- podcast, maybe maybe a top five podcast, Zaya. We've, this is number 56 that we've done in three months. Is anybody paying us at this point? Uh, I don't think so, but uh, it was fun to have my father on the show. Uh, if- the Diesel. If there's any listeners that are tied to corporate money or uh, a part of businesses that they wish uh, we would advertise for, um, we can we can do that. We can make this be a paid gig. But for now, uh, I think we are the most prolific podcasting uh, duo that's unpaid in the business. I could be wrong. Wow. I could be wrong. Wow. Um, podcast number wow. 56 today. Zaya Quiana, last night we played the Phoenix Suns, a red hot Phoenix Suns. Uh, and they controlled, I think, most of the game, but we lost 104 100 in yet another loss in this stretch. Thoughts? Uh, Things that have got you somewhat optimistic and some things that that have uh, got you uh, a bit bewildered or frustrated. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Hope you all enjoying your weekend. Uh, I'm trying to take hold of this Saturday to relax from a whirlwind, a roller coaster of a week uh, that has been... um, especially on my emotions. Uh, so I'm exhausted, to be quite honest. Last night, I mean, I could tap out um, out of exhaustion, not tapping out out of any other reason. And, you know, I think we were going to be outmatched, obviously, with a healthy roster uh, against the Phoenix Suns. Um, and Chris Paul, uh, who I think is a basketball genius, wouldn't let us... You know, he, he, you know, the game was competitive to a T, but, I, you know, as you mentioned uh, in our conversations uh, about the game, uh, we were playing catch up. And I and I and I made and I felt that Chris Paul, especially and Monty Williams, made sure that we weren't going to um, tie it up or take it to overtime. And and I think there were different definitely different, certain plays that um confirmed that uh so i was just exhausted to be honest watching it watching the same mistakes mm. um and you know and glancing over and seeing how norm powell is playing against the orlando magic in his start uh he finished with 22 points in 36 minutes just as quick side note um and uh and in our end you know we were trying to insert uh two new guys right uh gary P- Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood, uh, who 
you know, these guys within a 24 hour span had to acclimate into a new team, learn certain plays, both defensively as well as offensively. And I don't, I don't read too much into their stat lines of uh, right. eight points plus three, 31, uh, 31 minutes, uh, four for 11 uh, field goal, zero for five from the three point line. And that's for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood had 18 in 18 minutes, had two points, one for two from the field uh, for, you know, uh, plus zero. So, I mean, um, someone could say, well, you know, what? positive takeaway, Pascal Siakam is, you know, seems like he's getting himself uh, into uh, better form. That's a given. That's what I expect. Um, and uh, I know that there's extra touches for uh, OG Ananobi, uh, who finished with 15 points and five for 12. I'm always going to um, be excited for his evolution. But I, at the end of the day, Bryce, I'm, I'm, I have to admit, you know, I'm, I'm getting exhausted by seeing some of the same mistakes, mm. especially from our, the Aaron Baines and yeah. seeing the missing piece of center. So I, uh, I can always enjoy the game and appreciate the different intricacies of it, but I can't pretend that I'm not witnessing um, some frustrating dynamics on yeah. the, with this roster, with this team this year. And it uh, doesn't mean I'm dismissing them. doesn't mean that we can't make it into the play-in or make a run to a, you know, a, a, a lower seed of eight, seven, or six come playoff. But you wanted my my thoughts and feelings about it, and that's it. Because um, I, you know, to start the game, I kind of wrote them off because I'm like, I saw how Phoenix was playing, and I'm like, they're just playing at an elite level, and um, uh, and they're we're outmatched. Right. Uh, there's no doubt that uh, this team has played well in the Phoenix Suns. They're 19 and six, I believe with last night's uh, victory, they're 20 and six since uh, the last week of January. Uh, Chris, Chris Paul obviously is continuing uh, his twilight years to be uh, a golden uh, time in his uh, career, the way he played with OKC last year. Uh, obviously 2018 played very well with the Houston Rockets and now this season with the Phoenix Suns uh, pretty secure in second place. Uh, he looked great. Uh, you can mm -hmm. see from uh, Bridges, their small forward, he's, he's got a uh, increased confidence in his game mm -hmm. and his teammates. Yep. Uh, Devin Booker is uh, a flat out stud and star uh, in this league, uh, DeAndre Ayton has got a point guard who knows how to maximize his potential. And Jay Crowder is Jay Crowder. He just fits in where he needs to fit in. And, and he might have had his best two seasons uh, with Miami last year. Of course, they went deep yeah, into absolutely. the playoffs. And he's playing a very similar style. I certainly wouldn't want to uh, arm wrestle uh, Jay Crowder, let alone uh, have to uh, you know, be in a fight with him. I definitely want him on my tag team if I was in uh, a tag team wrestling match. But you could tell that this team is rock solid, uh, like Jay Crowder's biceps, and is a team that, you know, will, will be uh, a contender. Now, I don't think they're the favorite, um, but I think they'll be contending. They'll make it to the second round, and depending on matchup, uh, could certainly frustrate an L.A. team or even a Denver uh, squad. Yep. 
Um, If they were to get Utah, I think they'd do well against Utah. I'm not saying they're going to get to the conference finals, but certainly uh, this roster, this makeup, plus their coaching, as you mentioned, Monty Williams, uh, is solid enough that it wouldn't be a surprise either. Now, on on the other side of the ball, our squad, I can cancel out. Uh, a whole bunch of the game last night. Um, and I can do, uh, you know, I was doing the same thing every time Gary Trent missed a shot or anytime there was a perimeter shot that we had open from whoever I was, yeah. I was wanting Norm Powell to be taking the shot. Um, that said last six minutes, here's what makes me most excited because I think OG uh, is going to shoot better than he did last night, two of six from downtown. I think Pascal is going to shoot better than uh, 0 of 5 or 0 of 6 from downtown. 0 of 6, yeah. Gary Trent's going to shoot better than 0 of 5 from downtown. So what m- most excited me, I think in the short term anyways, uh, Gary Trent uh, came to our roster for is defense. Now, obviously, his offense can improve, but defensively, he's longer. He's taller, he's longer uh, than, than Norm Powell, but he's also much more aware, has a better sense of team defense and schemes, doesn't get beat on backdoor cuts. Um, what did you see in that pick and roll game? What were your thoughts in that last six minutes on the defensive end uh, of the Raptors game that you really got excited about? When we were defending the pink and roll or when we were executing a pick and roll? No, no. When we were on the defensive end, uh, whether they were, they were doing a pick and roll uh, or whether it was just one-on-one matchups, what were you getting excited about in those last six minutes as we were defending? Well, we actually uh, ended the game with the same lineup that we started the game with. We went small. Uh, I mean, kudos to – GTJ uh, because he, uh, uh, you know, this is his first start and he was finishing the game in the fourth. One thing that I did see is that not only are we switching rapidly, we're communicating much better in that last six minutes. Yeah. And upon the switch, there isn't a let up defensively. Yep. And I, and and that's quite important. Uh, And that was actually our trademark last year and the year prior that when there is switches defensively, that um, there's states, you know, there's a level of synergy, and that's mm-hmm. very difficult to actually execute defensively. Yeah. Um, and understanding angles and understanding um, how to stop, uh, how to bring a level of intensity without fouling, which has been an issue for us this whole season, Bryce. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, that's, you know, Kudos to yourself, you know, for, uh, you know, making that positive observation, uh, despite some of the uh, difficulties in the game. Um, And kudos, and I was eyeballing Gary Trent, you know, especially when he was guarding the ball, Uh, particularly someone like, uh, like um, Devin Booker. One thing that they were doing that was quite smart is that they had OG defending an Aiton. So when Aiton came for the pick and roll, he would just switch on OG and that would be, that's exactly the type of matchup that we would want. Right. So uh, on that end, I think uh, the players kind of picked up very, uh, very rapidly. And if this is a small lineup that we're going to run with defensively with Gary Trent jr. Playing that small forward and OG and Siakam playing 
are, you know, the big positions, you know, P, you know, power forward or center. I think all of those are interchangeable regardless. I, I think we can start expecting the uh, trademark, the Toronto Raptors trademark defense right. um, that uh, we, we were known for, especially last year, especially in the bubble. Um, we'll, we'll, you know, it still gives room for us, uh, at least for myself, um, to know if this is, uh, if we still need to make a play for a center in the buyout, Bryce, because I, yep. though we weren't, you know, we weren't uh, out rebounded to the same degree as we have been in the past. Right. Um, it's, you know, we, you know, we rebound, we had 38 rebounds to compared to their 47. Uh, they had nine offensive rebounds to our seven. So it's, so we, so again, we were lacking in size, but uh, we still didn't make the same type of errors uh, yeah. other than that third quarter. So, um, yeah. so, you know, and so to go back to your question, that those six minutes, yes, uh, we made the stops. But for me, my focus, and I flip it to you, is offense because we only yeah. scored 23 points and we only allowed 21. But you, we need to put points on the board. So if Siakam isn't going to be able to maintain his offensive wizardry for the for the tent, you know, for the rest of the game. Um, what And our backcourt, I mean, they did as much as they could. Kyle didn't have a great offensive game. And we aren't without Norm Powell. Yeah. Who can, you know, who's that, who can play that third um, offensive uh, spark plug that we need. What are our options moving yeah. forward? We're, and I, we're, just to remind you, and just to remind you, we played this Phoenix Suns uh, team, um, this last night, Friday, but a week ago, we played Utah yep. and it was the same type of predicament, right? Can we have that third spark plug um, offensively and can we make the stops? Well, we did make the stops in the fourth quarter, but we weren't able to execute offensively. And so it, thoughts. Yeah, I think, you know, the Utah game is a good game to look at because obviously, Phoenix and Utah are the top two seeds uh, currently in the Western Conference. Um, certainly they're made up uh, differently. And I think you, the, the one thing that I could clearly say on, on the offensive end that's different is you've got Chris Paul, who's such an experienced, such a gifted playmaker, as well as a shot maker, versus Donovan Mitchell, who is a hell of a talent. But he all of a sudden at the end of games becomes a lot more of a, of a one dimensional guy. Predictable. Yeah. Yeah. Becomes very predictable. He's not a playmaker in that sense. And, and Conley, Mike Conley, who we've talked about quite a bit, especially in comparing him uh, to Kyle Lowry, he, he becomes quite timid. Uh, and, and he doesn't have a good track record of making shots uh, down the stretch of close ball game. So um, outside of that, it was a close game. We had the lead in that other game. Uh, we had been able to manage to get the lead and then we struggled to score even in, even in that game. And the, you know, there was a bunch of fouls, but you could say, well, our defense just wasn't quick enough. Now in that yeah. game and some of the other games in the season, I think of uh, some of the games uh, against Indiana we played, uh, Atlanta that we played uh, twice already. Um, I always thought 
that the person who is holding our defense back because just a step or two slower than we've seen him play before was Kyle Lowry. Uh, both him and Fred are, are shorter players as well. And I, but I, uh, at the end of the day, I thought Kyle Lowry is, is where uh, the real soft spot is in our defense. And when I watched them play last night and how they switched and the elite isn't, you know, the elite talent that they all had and the, the IQ that even if they didn't have the speed, they could think through, uh, you know, the angles and the adjustments that were needed to be made. I, I actually think it's Norm Powell who is our weak uh, link, weakest link on our defense before. Now, that doesn't mean I wouldn't have wanted Norm Powell in the game last night uh, because we needed some scores and we needed a more consistent score throughout that fourth quarter. But I will say um, that that was a positive thing from the trade short term that that Gary Trent Jr. can can turn it up and the other guys can focus on their own coverages and matchups instead of having to worry about Norm's coverages and matchups as well. Uh, offensively, there's no doubt Gary Trent Jr. is going to become more comfortable. But here's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for Pascal Siakam to be any more than he was last night or the night before against Denver. What I'm looking for is can OG and Anobi in these next 25, 30 games make the step that many believe he can? Now, is it short-sighted? Uh, is it more of a project that OG and Anobi is offensively? Likely. But there have been games, there have been flashes this season where he has shown that he has a lot of weapons uh, and tools on the offensive end. So I think last night there was that opportunity um, and we didn't necessarily go to him. We took some, some quick early shot clock shots. Uh, you had mentioned the Fred Van Vliet one with just under three minutes to play. And then Gary Trent Jr. Shot one that, man, we were down two points in that situation and he launched up a three. Uh, but I want to see the ball a little more in OG's hands especially on the block uh, against a guy who's his size or shorter or who's just not as quick. Uh, we'll see if that happens. Was I, was I super positive about our offense last night? Not really. Are we going to find anybody on our bench that can score to, to help offset maybe some of our weaknesses offensively? I don't know. Is there anyone in the buyout? That's, that's an interesting question. Is there anyone that you've seen in the buyout that could give us something offensively? Yeah, I actually do. And I'm crossing my fingers, really. Uh, it's not official. I think there's a bit of whispers and rumors, but nothing's confirmed. I, um, and, and I'm obviously getting my sources from the journalists themselves, whether it's the um, Windhorse um, Zach Lowe's or uh, uh, or our own uh, Blake Murphy's um, and uh, and Vivek uh, that uh, um, who really be bought out by the Houston Rockets. Uh, he has uh, just oh, wow. under fourteen million uh, for this year, and then he's a free agent. So he may look for a buyout and know that he's going to get paid um, this summer. Right. Uh, and he could 
get bought mm. out and join a you know a playoff team where he could be who where he can assist. The thing with Kelly Holmick is that uh, not only would he be an upgrade defensively, uh, uh, just because I think he's more intuitive, and I enjoyed seeing him in the um, in the Miami system. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. he he gained a lot of credibility uh, playing, especially in the playoffs uh, back in the bubble. Now, for me though, Bryce is offensively. He's such a really crafty passer, and what they would mm. often do is he went uh, in that second unit is he would be doing similar types of uh, dribble handoffs that Bam Adebayo would do, right? And he's a mm-hmm. and he's a solid mm-hmm. pick. Uh, pick and roll player he can pop or he can drive to the basket and find that open pass uh so he's not your most athletic guy and uh he's not going to don't expect him to uh provide you know consistent double digit scoring output but uh offensively i think he can do a little bit of what marcus all did right in terms of a passing big he we need that because there were too often uh, in last night's game where Aaron Bain, they, he, he was left open and he thought being open, I can they just take that three-point shot. Well, you haven't been hitting it at, consistently all season. You're not going to start doing it. There's a reason yeah. why you're being left open. It would be smart and advantageous for you to cut to the basket, to be in that dunker spot, right? Um, and so – when you bring in someone like Kelly Olnick, I'm assuming uh, he would be an uh, an immediate at, you know value add to both to our offense, but also to our defense. But because you mentioned our offense, I think it would liberate our guys from, especially the Freddies and the Kyle Lowry's, from having to create off the dribble constantly in that half court. Mm-hmm. Now you can actually run right. them off off of picks making cuts to the basket or onto the three-point line. you got to give a bit more um, uh, opportunity to our guys um, and take the pressure off, more importantly, take the pressure off of our guys from having to pound the ball, quote-unquote, pound the rock, Dwayne Casey, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and having to create off the dribble on their own. And that's even for someone like Pascal, right? Like you mentioned, you can't yeah. ask more for him from that. And yes, you right. want OG to um, have more volume, but you also want him to be sustainable because you know his defensive output is always maxed out, especially in these small lineups. Now, you should also... Uh, create an environment that's innovative and creative for him offensively that he doesn't also have to create off the bounce himself in these ISOs. So um, that's a long-winded answer to say that we don't just want Kelly Olnick. We, we, we freaking need Kelly Olnick. Right. Right. That's a good, I hadn't heard that, that he was going it's to not be. Confirmed. One yeah, of it's the not players. confirmed like right. the Andre Drummond's and the, uh, and some other right. shortlisted guys, but, uh, there are some rumors. Interesting, interesting. Um, now, on the bio market side of things, one question that uh, I've had um, is who for our team gets released? And I realize now we're leaving the Phoenix Suns game from last night, and I think it's it's gone and done, um, dead and gone. But who is it? Uh, on our roster right now that we're going to waive to make up a spot should we pick up a guy like Kelly Olenek? 
Well, Bryce, I I think we have the space, right? We release, we traded uh, Matt Thomas and Terrence Davis, and we have a couple of the guys from the nine hundred five on ten days. Um, okay. Which um, Hall and Ellison, uh, which I don't think they're going to be more to us other than you know extra bodies in case there's a health and safety protocol crisis that emerges um but uh so we have the space and someone like uh jalen harris uh is on a two-way so it doesn't actually hit a roster spot so we have the roster spot now i i I, now since the nba draft uh nba trade deadline have i been drawing down and reconfigurating our roster nonstop since thursday night (laughs) it's quite possible um, and so I, I, I have a sheet in front of me and I'm looking at guys who we could potentially release, right. Um, who's all, who are also a free agent this summer, Patrick McCaw. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, do you, you know, now that you have uh, Ronnie hood, do you release Paul Watson? Right. Right. Um, I know I know the answer to this question, um, but I'll answer it regardless. Uh, Yuta Wandanabe, do you release uh, right. Utah? I, I I believe it's no. You don't chosen one. That'd be blasphemy. Stanley Johnson, who I don't think will get any more minutes now. Uh, I, you know, knowing full well, Rodney Hood could play that same type of position. Um, as Stanley, though I think Stanley Johnson is a better defender. So now I'm just going to the barrel of the bucket, Bryce. I mean, uh, yeah. gosh, I think there are – I'm sure uh, Nick Nurse is in a predicament where he's having to be much more entrepreneurial and to figure out what type of lineups that he's going to have to put out there. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure – I shouldn't say that because I said that during the trade deadline about – Kyle Lowry being traded and I was wrong. I'm crossing my fingers that Bobby and Masai pick someone up in the bio. And 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 if, if it's not yeah, Gorgie yeah, yeah. Yang, who got released by, I believe, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, is also in the market. He doesn't do much, but he, at least he's a body. Uh, he's a seven-footer. He can block some shots. He can make a pass. He can hit, he can hit the three. Uh, he's slow on the feet. Hopefully, Hopefully rebound. rebound. My hands are in the skies, hoping that he can. He hasn't forgotten how to rebound. But uh, anyone else comes to mind on your end? I mean, now we're just getting desperate. Yeah, you know, I don't know Jalen Harris's uh, situation, uh, but I saw this morning that uh, Jeff Teague has been uh, waived really? by the Orlando Magic. He's a veteran. Yeah, he's a veteran point guard that I think I'd rather have on my team than Jalen Harris. Do I think Jalen Harris is going to become uh, someone who uh, can make their way into our top 10 next year? I personally don't from what I've seen. So I'd be willing to give up a guy like him uh, or Patrick McCaw, which sucks because the injury really prolonged um, his development. But at this stage, I think you know, Paul Watson and, and Stanley Johnson are, are just as good as what Patrick McCaw is going to be for this year. And again, Patrick McCaw is going to be on the fringe for our top 10 next year. 
So I, I, I'm, I'd be willing to, to waive Patrick McCarr, Jalen Harris for a guy like Jeff Teague, but that's not the answer. I think, I think Kelly Olenek's a better uh, target, um, a better player to, to think about. Um, we'll see if anybody else emerges. Uh, I know that Otto Porter uh, also went to Orlando. I'd be curious if they keep him, knowing yeah. that they're in a rebuild. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of guys who who you know in the next two weeks that we might see pop up that might be intriguing. But there's no doubt it's sparse. Uh, there's no you know game changers like uh, the Morris brothers last year who could offer. Uh, quite a bit, and, and would to a team. and would someone so who's it, at the top be... of the list of the buyout market would they even consider the 11th seed Toronto right. Raptors, who are currently playing in yeah, yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay, right? And so, um, will, right. will we be outbid by some of the top teams? Absolutely, um, but that's and I mentioned Kelly Olnick, yeah, yeah. obviously, wink, wink. You know he's uh, he's a Canadian boy. Uh, he 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 reps red and Sorry. white and um, in the off season. And would he, would there be potentially be a wink wink uh, agreement with Messiah and Bobby that hey you know what right. you join us right uh, if you're bought out you join our squad to finish the season and and there's a and there's a contract waiting for you in the summer. You know, and uh, uh, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he has close ties with Nick Nurse, who coaches the uh, national men's team. Yeah. So um, and hey, Kelly, uh, if you are listening to this podcast, uh, can you do, can you do, <laughs> can you do some, you know, your, your, you know, can you do us some favor, man? Can you do your, you know, uh, your, your, you know, the fan club a favor and just join us and not in a messianic role, but in, in an Aaron role. Right. Um, right. Anyway, now right. we're just going into the to the rabbit hole of our own desires. Yeah, the, it, I think partly why we're partly why we're we're doing this is because uh, we're we're losing uh, the season pretty quick. These games, add, especially these losses, up, are adding up. Yeah, and and time is no longer on our side. When it was before the All-Star game and we didn't have three of our starters and we lost to Boston, no big deal. After seven more losses, uh, losing Norm Powell, and now there's only, what, 27, 26 games to go in the season. It's uh, it's, it's beginning up. to yeah. not look like it business. Is. Uh, I mean, that's for sure. Yeah, I know, I know. And uh, I'm glad that no one's, you know, no one's injured. I know that Paul Watson and Patrick McCaw were absent last night due to health and safety protocols. So yep. I, I hope that uh, uh, the mandem, the, the, you know, the guys on the squad and the coaching staff are all safe and healthy uh, for the next, for this mm -hmm. last stretch. But uh, it's going to, add, it's going to ask more than just health. Uh, we're going to have to, perform yeah. uh, at a level more consistent than what we've been showing uh rem more more reminiscent of the that january stretch yeah yeah well i'm hoping i'm hoping that uh you know uh the game in utah or sorry the game against utah the game last night against phoenix are steps in the right direction uh, along with that win against denver we play uh, Portland tomorrow and, and welcome back 
Norm Powell. Um, hopefully he doesn't drop 22 or more against us tomorrow night. And then we go, which is just ridiculous. I can't believe how bad the scheduling has been for us. But then we go to Cleveland on a back-to-back, on which on is, Monday. is just adding yeah. Oh, yeah, just adding salt in the wounds, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a brutal, brutal season. But if we can scratch and claw our way to a victory against Portland – and sneak one out against Cleveland on Monday. Maybe, maybe there's a little glimmer uh, of hope. If we were to lose these two games, I, I, to be honest, I think we're done. I think these two games we have to win to, to start getting momentum and Wait, getting on a roll exactly. here. Uh, you you say cool. that we lose Portland Trailblazers. We lose against the tra- Portland Trailblazers, and we lose against – the Cleveland Cavaliers the following night, we're done. Though we're um, 11th in the East, we're one full game above the Cleveland Cavaliers, and we're two games out of 10th place, which is the play-in. You still don't think we have enough. Are we we two games? Are we we two games away from Chicago? I thought we were. I thought we were three games. Well, it would certainly put us three games back with about 25 games to go. That, that's, that's tough, man. Again, we don't have any momentum, uh, and we're losing hope. We're yeah. growing in frustration. Chicago, who have, an, um, so Chicago, I, I just have also an improved it, roster with Ryacic, Um And yeah. Indiana Pacers, yeah. who yeah. just added um, – what's the name? Who's in, uh, Levert, exactly, yeah. who's back. Who's back Paris, who, Paris Levert. Uh, you know, they've been overachieving with their roster. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. We're in a tough predicament. If there's any time for us to show up uh, to really redeem the season, it was it was last last night, you know, started, which we lost. So, And, again, I'm okay losing by four to Phoenix, uh, knowing – all that's gone on. Plus we played competitive. We got back in the game. We were down 98, 88. And, you know, the score was 102, 100 before the final two free throws are made that by them. So that's a, you know, that's a 12, four run to, to close the gap and almost get that rebound uh, <sighs> with about 23, 22 seconds to I know, go. I know. You know, it was there. It was there just like that Utah game. Uh, so, but, but if we can't beat, if we can't beat Portland, who are, I think on their fourth game of this Eastern road swing and we can't get Cleveland, um, who sure are talented, but really aren't a a team that's that great. I just, I have a hard time believing that we really can do it. Uh, and again, I don't think mathematically we're still in it. I think it's more of a mental thing. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm not going to completely erase the season and stop doing a podcast and, and uh, you know, just sit everybody down and let Malachi's <laughs> development begin. But uh, I, I, I think we, we definitely put ourselves in a really difficult predicament. Um, yeah. So I don't want to be doom and gloom, but I, I do want to be Damn, realistic, okay. which at times wow. uh, uh, I, I'm not. Okay. Mr. Uh, uh, yeah. All heart and yeah. sentimentalism and uh, romantic uh, 
a fanboy here is now talking the words of uh, being realistic. No one pal in a Blazers jersey does that to somebody. You know what I mean? Since Thursday, a sense of resentment in your voice, man. Not directed at me so much as directed at one per, uh, one or two people in no, no. particular um, in the Toronto Raptors. I'm, I'm, I'm going through, I'm going through, yeah. I'm going through the, the steps of, exactly. I'm going through the <laughs> stages of grief. Denial was number one. And, and now I'm, I'm in that, you know, uh, sad uh, resentment zone. And, and it's about to go to anger if we lose these uh, next two games. Important question, which I think <laughs> is important to, to, to to ask and you don't you don't it's too late to ask this question because the trade deadline is passed now this is the ne- next question because he was a part of our pod um how's your father man how is he doing because yeah. he's also like, experiencing the stages of grief <laughs> uh well i watched the game with my father last night and uh by the way uh you know, we've had some really positive comments uh, from that podcast. I'm, I'm really excited about uh, him returning as a guest. We also, uh, and I'm not going to give away the guest right now, but we also confirmed our next guest who from uh, a social media perspective certainly has thousands of more followers than you and me combined. So I'm looking forward to uh, join us. that yes, guest. And having them, having them join, join the pod. They are very excited about it. Uh, an old friend uh, of both of ours, actually. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes down. Uh, but how is my father? I watched the game with him last night. Let me tell you, man, he was groaning and moaning every time there was a miss. I might have been like, man. Norm could have hit that. He was like, why? Why did we get rid of Norm Powell? He oh, was, he was yeah. really yeah. quite uh, hurt. He, he, was still, he was still very much in mourning, my friend. And, and I think – I'm not even sure he'll watch tomorrow's game. Now, is that because of how riled up I get him when I'm watching the game with him? Possibly. But uh, I think he needs some distance right now from okay. the reps, okay. from Messiah and Bobby. Um, he's not even, he's not even saying their names. Wow. Uh, wow. he's referring okay. to them, but not right. using their names. It's not in the good boundaries and, and, uh, as a, as a fan, uh, I've yeah. been there. Yeah. Okay. If you call them up, if you call, if you call them up, trying to talk yeah, about I other will. things, I will. I will. <laughs> golf swing, you know, and, uh, and other things. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, uh, this has been, uh, I think, a helpful podcast uh, for me, uh, a helpful discussion for me to work through. I think there's, uh, you know, it's been a, 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 a chance for us to look in the mirror. I remember a Michael Jackson song um, about looking at the man in the mirror. And maybe this is what uh, everyone on our roster needs to do now, uh, now that Norm's not there. We need as collectively as a team to look into that mirror and see uh, who we're going to be, what our identity is going to be. So hopefully tomorrow we can beat Portland and we are raising a glass to each other with a Saison or IPA and getting back to our winning ways 
Uh, after Portland, I made a mistake earlier. It's not Cleveland. It's Detroit. Regardless, this is a moment uh, of hopefully some clarity, hopefully uh, in the right direction, and hopefully closing down that gap between uh, the 10 seed Chicago and the 9 seed currently the Indiana Pacers. My friend, always a pleasure. We'll talk soon. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.